1: Well, everybody, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the great Kevin Ray. So glad he's taken the time to join us once again this week. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area based in Pinconning, And you can find us online at insightfolios.com. Just click the listen button. You can ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show in the podcast version. We've got a great show today where we're going to be talking about all sorts of cool things the financial closet. What is that? What can we learn about organizing our closets and what can that teach us about financial and retirement planning? We'll talk about predictable income as well, how you can get more of it and make sure that it's working for you. And we'll see what else we can get into before we run out of time on today's show. It's a packed agenda, and Kevin, It's good to be with you, my friend. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, Walter. You know, we're getting more sun here. The days are getting longer. The sun's moving north again. And pretty soon I'll be on that trout stream, so I'm I'm looking forward to all this stuff coming up. Are
1: uh, we ready to dive in?
0: Let's get let's give it a whirl.
1: All right, let's do it. So we call this first segment. You know, we like to think outside the box a little bit here on the show, folks. So uh, we're calling this segment the financial closet. And you know, we are in that time of year, Kevin. It's spring cleaning, right? Or at least we're heading in that direction. Spring starts for different times, maybe for some of us, other than uh, compared to others. But uh, also often means diving into that cluttered closet, getting stuff cleaned out, getting organized all that good stuff. So while you're in there rummaging around over the next couple of weeks, we hope this sparks you a little bit to think about your financial planning while you're while you're in there. What can cleaning out the closet teach us about our financial lives? So what do you think on the surface, Kevin? I mean, how is somebody's financial life maybe like a closet?
0: Let me turn the question on you walter
1: i would say like kind of what i'm thinking about is how everybody's closet's probably different right like one person has probably a very clean closet another one might be disheveled and disorganized one may be very very complicated like i look at the closet that connie and i share Uh, now we just moved into our new house so it's not completely disheveled yet right you got to give us a few months to probably make that thing look a little crazier but like i have my one little corner my one little section and everything's organized very nicely, but it's very small, very uncomplicated. Connie's got different levels, different layers, couple of different storage things and going on over there. The long way to say people's closets are very different, and I imagine it's a lot like that in people's financial lives too, different plans, different things like that.
0: It is, so when we have a, let's say we have a husband and wife come in, and exactly what you just explained is a typical experience for me. You know, one one person typically more organized than the other, and you know we'll come in maybe you'll bring whatever statements with you one person will have and the other person won't so the financial closet you know it, or, you know cleaning out your closet sort of like that financial closet we've been talking about everything's a little different for every different person and some people are more organized than other but the thing is to get organized because somewhere down the road you're going to need that organization to start the planning process
1: Well, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So it's, you know, one thing to say, all right, we all have different types of closets, but there's still sort of that same barrier for any of us who want to get things cleaned up and get things organized. And I said that my section was kind of organized, Kevin. I was kind of lying about that. We got moved in and I got the shirts hung, but honestly, like where I'm putting all the rest of my clothes is still kind of a mess at the moment. And if I'm being honest, I've been procrastinating, sort of just like taking the hour or two to get in there and get it all sorted out. So no matter how like messy or crazy your closets looking it is a bit overwhelming to start that process of cleaning and organizing things and I'd imagine for most people it's really no different when it comes to getting your financial life organized so what are some good tips that somebody can start organizing that that financial element of their life
0: okay so being that you just moved into a new house Walter mm-hmm. and we meet for the first time let's assume we meet for the first time okay and you because you bought a new house you want to start you know financial planning maybe pay the house off earlier. Maybe do some tax planning, those types of things. So I'm going to ask you a couple of things. Okay. So where's your current financial statements?
1: I have no idea. They're okay. they're, they're, they're paperless, so they're not really anywhere.
0: <laughs> so they're not anywhere. So you don't really have any anything going on there, right? Yeah,
1: that helps a little bit, maybe.
0: So we're going to have to have you get statements. Why? Because we need to look at what's going on and what the balances are, who your managers are. Are you in small stocks, large stocks, mm-hmm. you know, medium stocks, or, or whatever that is. All right, so the next question is, it's tax time. Do you have your tax return from last year or this year?
1: I do have that filed away, so I, I could look that up with you relative can look ease. That up. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: so that's in a different spot than your account statements.
1: Yes, it is. Okay. It is not in the same place.
0: Now, being you're a new married man, and you're a young man, do you have insurance policies? do you have them organized? do you know where to go where things are? does Connie more importantly know where to go if something should happen to you and find those things?
1: Most of the stuff, but now that you mentioned the yeah she 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 would know there's enough there's enough of a trail of evidence to <laughs> For her to find her way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you see what I'm getting at, right?
1: A a friend of mine has a, if I die document that he has for his wife. And he's like, this is where the document is. If I die, just open this document. It'll tell you everything you need to know. So I need to create one of those.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint because Lynette doesn't, you know, Lynette's my wife, obviously. But I have something called Lynette's List.
1: <laughs> and, okay, nice. And Sounds and like a movie, Kevin. Lynette's List. Uh, well, Lynette's <laughs> list, yeah.
0: And here's what you do, here's who you call, here's what you find. And it started by, you know, cleaning up everything, getting the statements, because I typically take care of all that stuff because I'm the financial guy, so I should take care of that stuff. But Lynette, she you know she's involved, but she may not know where everything's at. So yeah. that's you know, you have to start that cleaning process. And you're a good example of what we just went through. Yeah, it's some of the stuff I have, some of some of it I don't. So yeah. why do you why do you need to get that stuff ready, Walter? Well,
1: well, I mean, it's obvious, right? Like when if something does happen, I mean, we all hope that it doesn't. But if something does happen, I mean, that's a very tough time for anybody to go through. Whether it happens to the you know to either spouse, it doesn't really matter at that point. It's an emotional time, and it just makes that transition a little bit smoother and easier if you can already have things organized versus now trying to do that while you're in emotional distress.
0: Right. And then if you're in the planning process, if you come into my office, we're going to need those things too. So, you know, just having things organized just in case just like Walter had said, because you don't, there is no tomorrow. We're not mm-hmm. guaranteed t- uh, tomorrow. So the Lynette's list, the Connie list, or whatever list that you need, the organization needs to start. Being that we're only into March right here, it's it's a new year. You know, we always tell everybody, let's start that process. Let's get you organized, because what comes next is the planning process, and we can't get to that planning process until we get you organized.
1: If you need help getting organized in your financial life, you can always reach out to Kevin Ray for assistance. He's an expert at not only helping individuals plan for retirement and beyond, but uh, getting couples on the same page is often a big part of the job that Kevin talks about here on the show and making sure that everybody's communicating effectively and sharing similar goals and um, kind of solving any of those conflicts that might arise in terms of, you know, different, uh, different viewpoints about money and, and planning and, you know, finance stuff, if you will. So if you want some help uh, with that kind of planning and assistance in that communication you can call Kevin at 888-885-PLAN that's 888-885-7526 or go online to insightfolios.com I will say Kevin I have a uh, I do a monthly report on the first of each month I send Connie basically like an update on all of our account balances how things changed either up or down from the previous month what, uh, how we did on our goals for the previous month if we had set any you know particular goals and then kind of like what we're keeping an eye on in the next month and what cash flow is looking like any tweaks or changes we're making to anything so I do send that out each month and that sort of gives a pretty good track record uh, from month to month of like what's going on but what's been neat is that she's been getting more and more interested in finances and uh, pretty cool one of the book clubs that she joined they actually started a book all about like finances and so it's been really cool to see her getting more and more interested in starting to ask me questions about things. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, Kevin would tell you to do this if, uh, you know, <laughs> so she's asking me about things. And I'm, I'm trying to make it look like I know the answer to everything she's asking. But there's maybe been one or two things I've been like, Slowly googling on the side or looking up and like, okay, what did Kevin say about this? Let me see, uh, for refreshers. But been kind of neat to
0: see that. So, well, I have to congratulate you being that organized because you are more organized than I originally thought.
1: Yes, yes, I'm. I'm pretty organized. I'm holding myself to a very high standard. So. Must be
0: that three years that we've been doing that's this right. is sinking in a little bit, huh?
1: When you said the uh, the insurance part, that's what got me actually thinking like, ooh, there's an area of weakness because. I don't know, you know, because with insurance, like life insurance, sometimes you just, you sign up for it and then you don't really look at it ever again for quite a while for just your regular old term stuff. So that just made me think, yeah, she probably would have trouble tracking that down. And that's kind of an important thing to know where it is and what it is and what's going on. So...
0: It is an important thing yeah. because you know the old saying, none of us are getting out of this alive. So
1: That's right, exactly. Yep.
0: So as we talk about
1: organization a little bit more in depth, Kevin. Um, you know, one thing that Connie did for me recently in, in the closet, it was really sweet of her. She put all of my, when we were unpacking, she was like, I'm just going to do this and see if Walter likes it. And I've never done this before, which, and it blew my mind. I was like, well, this is really cool. She put all of my shirts in order by color. Uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I never thought to try that, but it's kind of neat. So, it's this really cool array. Is there any uh, relation there between grouping, you know, different styles of of clothes or items in your closet to then trying to get organized in your financial life?
0: Well, there is. So, if you call our office and you come into our office, we're going to help you get organized in your financial life. So, when you come in, Stacy, the sensational Stacy as we call her because she is sensational, will ask you to bring in several things. She'll email them to you. And one of them is going to be your investments. Why do we need your investments? Well, When we do our simplicity process, we're going to put them in. And we we categorize investments as above ground and below ground. So above ground investments, anything that virtually changes value every minute or every day. So that'd be your stocks, bonds, your mutual funds, those types of things. And then we're going to have investments grouped as Below ground. So below ground investments are some sort of insurance based or something that's, you know, government backed and bank backed or insurance backed. So something helps those assets, you're made whole. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to help you categorize those investments. That's how we're going to do it. So we're going to show you and we call it the simplicity. tree. We're going to show you visualizing it on a tree. Let's say 6% of your assets are above ground and 40% are below ground. So we're going to visualize that in a tree. I think that's one good way that we can start by helping you organizing those investments. The other thing we're going to do is a lot of people don't do this, Walter, is we're going to have you do a monthly budget. So if you haven't done that and you want to do that, you can call our office and we'll be happy to send you out. You know, we can email you a sheet that we give everybody that comes in our office a uh, monthly budget. Why? Because when we start doing those, the retirement planning, we need to know how much income we need to account for And a lot of times people may say, well, I need $3,000 a month of income. We'll give them that monthly budget, and it turns out they need $5,000 a month. So that monthly budget is very easy to fill out. You just go back. We tell everybody, wait till the following month at the end of the month. Go back there and record everything as you're going along. And then after we get through that, we're going to, so number one, we've organized your investments. We may put some risk in there. we show you how the risk is involved. Number two, we've got you thinking about a monthly budget because we need a yearly income to go. Number three, once we get done with that process, are your accounts, are your investments, are they matching your goals that you need or are they out of sync? So in other words, when you're working, you're going to need, You know, growth because we need to get you to retirement. But when you're in retirement, we need income. So are those old investments you've had setting aside for maybe 20 years plus, are they growth-oriented? And if so, now we need to have that discussion. Let's look at some retirement income. Let's look at income because income is going to be king here. You're going to need income. Once you retire, the paycheck stops. So your paycheck is no longer there we need to supplement that paycheck through pension social Security and your investments so I think that simplicity process that we do Walter will help people you know organize things put it on paper it's visual you can see it you can see every year whether you're on track or not to um, get to retirement and get through retirement you can see how it's producing income and the shortfall that you have that we talk about every week all those things can be done in a simple, two-page report and that's what we do for people we help you organize we get the things out of the closet we so something does happen to you your, your spouse has access to it and you you know the people that you can come into and they can help you and we have everything listed in one spot for you and i think that's a great thing to have for people who are going into retirement and for younger people like yourself walter who are getting ready for retirement so something happens to you prematurely everything's in one spot you can find it
1: The name of the show, after all, is Simply Financial. And so if you want a simple financial plan that's easy to understand yet comprehensive, making sure that no stones are left unturned in your financial life, Pick up the phone and give Kevin a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Get a clear picture of where you are right now financially and what you need to do to improve going forward. How can you retire successfully? Get those kinds of questions answered by getting a true plan in place. Once again, the way to do it is to pick up the phone and call Kevin. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick note, and the sensational Stacy or Kevin will follow up with you to set up that time to visit. Whether that's in person, in the office, in pinconning or via Zoom, or a remote chat, or just a simple phone call to begin things. Uh, whatever is a great way for you to start the conversation, Kevin will meet you there. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Before we turn the page to a new topic and a new segment, Kevin, I'm just chuckling about your last comparison there, about like making sure that your your accounts match your goals. And I'm thinking about you know the clothing and closets and making sure that your clothing matches your goal. And I'm <laughs> and I'm just chuckling at how how infrequently my clothing matches my goal for the day. <laughs> I want to look really sharp today. All right, shorts and a t-shirt. It is. <laughs> or how many times I've worn snowboarding socks instead of dress socks, and I couldn't find any dress socks uh, to church on. Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah.
0: We have, we have friends, you know, we we're going out to dinner and he comes downstairs and his wife says you're going to get rid of those dad jeans and put on some good jeans. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dad jeans. <laughs> dad jeans, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's too funny. Um, by the way, I actually would highly recommend snowboarding socks with your dress shoes. May not be the most fashionable, but, man, those things are comfortable. So They're warm, too, I bet <laughs> nice, you, aren't they? Nice and warm in the winter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, in any event. Good stuff, Kevin. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll We'll buckle down and get more serious, perhaps, as the show goes on. I'm just kidding. Long-term listeners know that's not happening. Uh, We've got more fun on the way. Predictable income. That's our next topic. How much do you have? Uh, Are you aware of your opportunities for creating predictable income in your life? We're going to break down this conversation, talk about why it's a really important element of retirement planning coming up on today's show. Glad you're with us. Stay right there on Simply Financial. There's more around the corner. No need to complicate
0: it. This is Simply Financial.
1: Thanks for being with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray. He's your financial coach at Inside Folios based in Pinconning. Come by, say hello anytime in the office. Pick up some good recommendations on where to fish hunt and spend some time outdoors this spring or Get some good restaurant recommendations perhaps while you're in uh, you can find kevin online uh, by the way at insightfolios.com that's insightfolios.com uh, i want to encourage you to check out the Simplicity express button that's on the web page go click that and you get kind of the starter mini financial plan right at your fingertips uh, again you just go to insightfolios.com and look for the Simplicity express plan if you want to kind of dip your toe into that financial planning waters Kevin, we uh, want to spend some time on the show today talking about predictable income. It sounds like a really good thing. We all could benefit from predictable income, just like a job, that kind of thing. Is there such a thing as having guaranteed income in retirement? Can we go that far and call it a guarantee? And maybe the question is really
0: guaranteed by whom? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. So you hear guarantees and you're wondering what's standing behind the guarantee because you know we have fdic guarantees we have insurance guarantees we have all sorts of guarantees but they're only as good typically as what walter uh
1: the person making them the
0: person making them <laughs> or, the, or the entity standing behind <laughs> right, them, right exactly now now if you look at safety you know you would think like if you bought a you know just a government i-bond for example you know the full faith of, and credit of the united states governance behind it but if you go to you know uh, I don't know if you're looking at guarantees and you go to we're talking about income here but I'm going to go off baser a little bit if you get a guaranteed engine warranty on your car we all hear those on there well those necessarily aren't guaranteed so we gotta look behind the scenes we gotta make sure what's backing it we gotta see how stable they are and we gotta look at ratings such as insurance companies you know because there's guarantees there are they A rated are they B rated All, all sorts of things that we need to look behind the scenes and see where that guarantee is coming from to make sure that if something does happen. We have some sort of relatively good guarantee standing behind us.
1: So if it's if it's the word is predictable or guarantee, kind of however folks want to describe that. We just want to have that money coming in. In retirement, what are some of the income sources that people usually would file under this category as as maybe predictable? And then are there some fallacies in there? Are there some things that we think are predictable but maybe not as much as the impression implies?
0: I can give you examples of what uh, some of my clients are doing, and that have come into my office, and they've done prior to me, and then they've done, you know, after sitting down with us. So rental income—that's a big one. Do you, how many times have you rented in the last ten years, Walter?
1: Um, not a lot, but we just moved out of our rental. You know, we right. bought we bought the new home, so we I've I've recently had that toe in the rental waters.
0: So you're in that rental water. So if let's assume that you were the owner of that rental property. And then you rented it and you moved out. What's, what's the next thing that you're you're going without?
1: Uh, I'm going without renters. I need renters you're,
0: you're, now. You're going without renters. You're going yeah. without income, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, it gets rented. It doesn't get rented. You get bad renters. You get good renters. All that type of thing goes along. And maybe the property value goes down. Maybe it goes up. So you have to adjust your rent. So rental income for a lot of my clients, that's been a stable and they're very, very good at it. But if you're not good at it, you're dipping your toe in there, there are some serious things you need to consider before going down that rental income road. You have to have good background checks. You have to all those types of things to make sure that your current renter is, number one, not going to trash your place. And number two is going to make that monthly payment. Other things, mm. you know, let's look at annuities. And there's several different annuities. Variable annuities come to mind. And with annuities, you hear, I get lifetime income. Well, you do get lifetime income and they're backed up by the insurance company or some other things like, you know, state has insurance guaranteed funds, those types of things. But there's some nuances with some annuities that say once your account value hits zero, if it does, it may reduce the amount of lifetime income you're going to get. So let's say that you have a variable annuity and you're guaranteed $10,000 a year. And with that annuity, the balance goes down because the market's not doing good, it goes down to zero. Well, that 10,000 may be depreciated to 8,000. We don't know. So you have to look behind that guarantee in certain situations, just like we talked about there. Bonds, Walter, let's go back to 2008. What happens if you own the General Motors bond?
1: Uh-oh, uh, if it's in 2008, you're not in good shape, right?
0: You're, you're not in good shape <laughs> because General Motors went bankrupt, right? Or Chrysler, all those other types of things. So some of these bonds could be in default, and there are no mm-hmm. guarantees right there, right? And, so th- and
1: that's tough because we always hear, get out of stocks and into bonds when you get into retirement. Like that's the mantra that people have probably had drilled into their brains over the years.
0: Yeah, there is. And I'm listening to a very good book now on um, the bond, the Kurt Kerkorian. That's who he is. And he talks about bonds. Kurt, and Kurt uh,
1: Cobain talking about bonds? What? No,
0: Kurt Kerkorian. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's very legendary. investor. <laughs> not Kurt Cobain. No. A little different than Kurt yeah, Cobain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know if you look into bonds you know there's although that some,
1: would be a heck of a book kevin
0: <laughs> well yeah it would be right <laughs> so you know bonds are not they they have guarantees but they're only as good as in that particular instance when we had 2008 they went default you you lost your money let's look at the four percent rule that's a lot of people go down that road and the four percent rule walter you know what that is
1: yeah, so that's the one, folks, where it's just like the get out of stocks and into bonds. It's sort of been in place for a while where you can withdraw 4% of your portfolio each year in retirement, and you should be okay to not run out of money.
0: Theoretically, right?
1: Theoretically, right.
0: So we're we're saying that you should be okay. Is that a good planning strategy going into retirement?
1: I know from talking to you over the years, should is not a word you uh, like to use a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. So let's, instead of should, let's solve that. So let's say, let's find out what rate of return you need to earn on to get that predictable income so you don't run of money. Let's not assume, let's solve. And let's, let's take it a little different going down that way. So those are some of the exa- examples that I can, you know, come off the top of my head that we can go through, you know, for predictable income stocks, uh, some dividend paying stocks too. As long as you hold that stock, you're going to get paid a dividend, but you have to pick good companies. You know, we yeah. all know GE, right? GE paid dividends for years and years and years.
1: But they, that can stop. They can change. That it's can like having change. a renter move out, right? That can yep. happen suddenly.
0: Yep. So that's why owning one stock, you know, using that for predictable income is not a strategy. You want to own multiple stocks in case something like that happens and diversification comes in there so that it doesn't hurt your overall predict- predictable income. So there's lots of things that you can do. You just need to know number one, does it fit in my portfolio? Number two, how's it gonna produce that predictable income through the rest of your retirement?
1: We're talking about predictable income on the show today. Hopefully you're finding the information helpful. If you don't think this is very interesting, well, just stay tuned. We'll talk about something else in a couple of minutes. Uh, But if you do find it interesting and it brings up more questions perhaps on your mind about how to create predictable income, evaluating maybe some of your portfolio now. Hey, how much predictable income do I have? Or yeah, I I was kind of counting on these bonds and some dividend paying stocks to be reliable in retirement. Now, maybe I have some questions about that. Is there a better way to create my financial plan? Well, that's really a peek into the kind of conversations Kevin's having each and every day with clients in the office there in Pinconning. So if you want to come by, have a conversation or give a call and start off that way, please do so. The number is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 or go online to insightfolios.com. Let's bring this home with an example. We were talking about a lot of products and those kinds of things. Some of that more theory there, Kevin. Let's go with a more strict example here. Can you think of a time when you saw somebody who they, they didn't establish enough predictable income, whether it's the ones we've talked about already or something else that was in their portfolio? Maybe they relied too heavily on one thing or the other. Maybe it was the stock market. They were overvalued there. Maybe things weren't going well for them. Can you think of a time when that was sort of the case and what'd you do to help them get out of that situation?
0: When, when you said that, Walter, a person come right to mind because this is in the early 2000s, 2001, two and three. Remember what the stock market did those three years? Uh, You
1: said 2001, two and three? Yep. We were, well, we'll see. That would have been the dot com. Yep. Yep. And then we didn't, did we bounce back quickly from that? I don't know. Yeah. That was no, the
0: S&P lost like 45% over those three years
1: oh okay so yeah it started in 01
0: right yep yep okay so the person i'm thinking of he relied on the four percent rule the thing that we just talked about right and he had a lot of money he set aside a lot of money so let's let's run down this in a very basic illustration here so walter you got a hundred thousand dollars okay i'll give you a math i'll take it i'll take it thank
1: you i quit kevin bye (laughs) (laughs) no just kidding go ahead
0: we're gonna go on the four percent rule Okay. So, how much can you withdraw?
1: Oh, there you go with your math questions. But this you. one's an easy one. I was ready for it. Four thousand.
0: Four thousand dollars. Yeah. All right. So four thousand dollars off a hundred doesn't seem like a lot, right? Because it's four percent. Yeah. This four percent rule says historically you should be okay, but then all right. So we lost forty five percent of that in the next three years. How much is your hundred thousand dollars down to now?
1: Oh, if I lost forty five percent of it, then I'm down to forty five thousand, or it was fifty five thousand dollars. Fifty
0: five plus the four thousand you've been pulling. So out. I'm
1: I'm already cut in half basically at this point.
0: So do you see the do you see the problem there?
1: Yeah, because now when I go to pull out another four percent, but I'm down to fifty. I'm pulling out another what two thousand dollars now. I'm down to forty something. Right. So it gets, you lost. It keeps getting
0: worse. It keeps getting worse. You lost fifty percent, but now you got to make back a hundred percent to get back to even. So those particular, this particular person relied heavily. He did all the stock picking. There wasn't much we could do mm. to help him because he lost so much money and he couldn't live on that income. He had to. He had to go back to work. So don't let that happen to you. Get mm. you know for, if we're looking at you know, predictable income, let's get diversification because his his portfolio was heavy on 10 stocks and a lot of them were the dot com stocks. And don't go down that road, diversification's key. We need, you know, investments, maybe CDs, maybe annuities, maybe stocks, whatever it is, rental income, we need to put that into your plan and we need to forecast it out there. and then we need to stress test it. So if we have another 2001, 2 and 3, we can see, are you able to withstand that? Stress test your portfolio to see if your current allocations can handle another market downturn like that
1: so it's really about taking this sum of money that maybe you've saved for retirement and saying all right instead of just having this big pot of dollars i'm just i'm just willy-nilly sort of pulling money out of month to month or, or each year and trying to hopefully do it in years when the market's up instead of pulling out when years of the markets are down we're going to create Kind of our own income stream so like we want to create an extra social security or two we want to have multiple different things kind of feeding our budget each month is that sort of then how we can kind of picture that creation happening
0: it is so we're going to look first of all we got to discover what your shortfall is so what is your shortfall so let's say you have a pension of a thousand a month and you have social security of two thousand a month that's $3,000 a month of income, but you need five. Okay. So you're short 2,000. So if we gotta figure out, what is your shortfall first? And once we figure that out, then we're gonna look at investments to see what will fill that shortfall. And then once we get to the investments, we wanna see if we can how much income we can produce from those investments. Some will be guaranteed, some will be predictable, some will be based on the market. Whatever it happens to be, we need to fill that shortfall. And that's how, when you come into my office, we sit down, we first of all, we're going to discover your shortfall, how much you short, and then we're going to go through several um, examples how we can fill that shortfall to get you to and through retirement. So discover that shortfall is a big thing in our office. And then once we discover it, let's solve it. Let's not assume how we're going to fix it. Let's solve it, how we can fix it, so you don't run our money in retirement.
1: Last question. What are the reactions from folks when they come in like that, the, the person you were describing a few minutes ago who was you know really overweighted in stocks and had a lot of that danger and had unfortunately already gone through those drops in the market back in the early 2000s in, in that illustration, Uh, What are the reactions from folks who maybe they haven't gone through that pain yet, but they may have that concern and then you're able to show them all right here's the way that we can turn this into predictable income here's the way that we can diversify a little bit differently. This is going to bring you a little bit more surety in your retirement life and in your retirement years. Are people usually receptive to that on board with those ideas. Do you get pushback on those solutions or is it kind of like light bulb moment for a lot of folks.
0: It is a big light bulb moment for a lot of folks because what I think what we do different in our office, Walter, is I have a 55 inch computer sitting on my wall and we're going to build the plan right in front of you and we're going to see your shortfall right in front of you and then we're going to show solutions right in front of you how to fill that shortfall and get that predictable income we're talking about. And I usually show three or four different examples because nobody's the same. So one solution may work for another, a combination may work for another person, but for the first time, and I hear this over and over and over from people come in, for the first time I understand it, I get it, because I think most advisors, what they'll do is they'll gather the information, and they do the most important part behind closed doors. They're going to figure out how to get that income for their clients, or the, maybe the people they're talking to. And then, when the people come in, they're just going to say, "Here's how we do it." They don't actually teach them how it produces the income. If there's one thing that I hear over and over and over from clients that come into my office is, "I get it. I understand It's the first time somebody's actually went through this process with me. It's the first time I get how the income's produced. It's the first time I can see how it's pretty predictable, and it's the first time that I can see how it's going to solve not assume we're not doing some assumptions, you need to earn six, eight, ten percent It's the first time somebody solved what I absolutely positively need to go forward into retirement. So don't run out of money. Now we can take more risk, less risk, depending on what you're trying to do. But we're going to solve what is your retirement number. And we're going to show you how to solve that retirement shortfall you have. And we're going to show you different ways to do it. And for most people, they're like, wow, it's a light bulb moment. And I get that Every week, Walter, you'd be surprised how many times I get that because people just haven't sat down and they haven't understood the process that we go through. And that's why we call it simplicity. We want to keep it very simple. We want it understandable and we want to educate you when you come in. We want you to take ownership of your own financial plan. Why? Because once I get you involved and you take ownership of it, you're going to be on the education, uh, pros- you know, education process right there and you're going to stay involved and you're going to come back into the office. You're going to call us with questions. You're going to understand when the market goes down. Maybe it's not such a bad thing. You're going to understand when the market goes down, how your income still being produced all those things are good news Walter so if that's you don't sit on the sidelines don't procrastinate if you're getting ready to retire pick up the phone give me a call this is what I do I love to do this and I love to see that look on people's faces when they finally the light bulb clicks on as you said Walter and it's a fun 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 thing to do for me and for the people that come in
1: The light bulb turning on is great because it's been ingrained in us. I think, that uh, by Wall Street, that there's only one way to do this. There's only one way to do it. And it's, you know, through the Wall Street method. And we're not saying you're completely exiting the Wall Street world, but there are much better ways to plan out your financial future, especially retirement related items. So go through the planning process, see what it's like. It's a complimentary visit with Kevin to talk a little bit more about how the plan works, specifically getting into some details about your situation. Everything ends up coming customized for what you're going through. You don't get the same plan that your neighbor got or that your brother got. It's unique to you and your situation. So if you want to talk about getting a customized and comprehensive financial plan, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give Kevin a call. 888-885 plan is the number. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message with your contact info and Kevin and Stacy will be back in touch with you to set up that time to visit. Kevin is local, born and raised in Pinconning, and that's where the office is today. Come by, say hello, have an easy conversation about what's going on in your financial world and how to improve with a better plan. 888-885 plan is that number. That's 888 888- 885 plan and always online at insightfolios.com. more to come on today's show you're listening to simply financial with kevin ray stay tuned it's getting to know you time well it's time to get to know kevin ray a little bit better on today's program and so kevin my question for you this week is if you could time travel when and where would you go and let's set it like one day you get to have the time machine for a day you're renting it for the day so that's all you get
0: well let me t- since we've been having a different type of show today Walter and I've been asking you lots of yeah, questions yeah you keep
1: turning it on me all yeah, day
0: yeah. You, you go first yeah. on this
1: alright I'll go first I mean, I guess I got to say I'd go, you know, if this is a time machine that can, like, travel around, like, fly through the air kind of time machine, then I feel a little safer to be like, I'm going to go back to the dinosaurs, and I want to see some dinosaurs, like, up close and personal, like, flying yeah. in and out of the T-Rex and just see what that what that looked like, you know, what the what the Jurassic Age really felt like. Now, if it's the kind of time machine where it just drops you off and you're walking around, no, I'm not going to do that. So, um, I don't know, I guess I'd go back to the, I don't know, the twenties would be fun. Maybe something like that. You know, the roaring twenties would just be kind of interesting to see something a little different. Maybe the fifties. I always feel like I have kind of a a soul that, you know, was born for the fifties, maybe perhaps. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go too much further back, you know, back before more standardized medicines
0: and those kinds of things. Well, the, the modern amenities are nice, right? Yeah, so, kind of, yeah.
1: But if it's yeah, just yeah. for a day, I suppose I could, uh, I could live yeah. for a day, maybe back in the old Western times or something like that. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to go back to the old Colosseum days. Um, I'd still probably keep it relatively, maybe that's a boring answer. I'd keep it relatively somewhat close to where we are now, perhaps. What about you?
0: Well, you know, you know, I'd like to listen and read books and listen books on audio tape. Oh yeah. So I've, I listened to you, Ulysses S. Grant's memoirs, 30 hours. So you, got, you really got to put some time into this, right? Okay. And the whole reason I listened to that is because I'd wanted to hear what he said about Abraham Lincoln because I'm a big Abraham Lincoln fan and he only mentioned him a couple of times. So if I could go back in time, I'd like to sit in on one of those meetings when the Civil War is going on and Abe meets Ulysses S. Grant and then just hear that talk. Yeah. Because I would, you know, that's I if we're going to go down that road, I think I'd go down that road here today or if we're going to go back further when Jesus was walking around the world, I'd love to sit down and listen to one of his sermons. Well, that would um,
1: definitely be an interesting time period to, 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 to yeah. witness, right, and be yep. alive for. Yep. If we're going the patriotic route, I might change my answer and say like revolutionary wartime. That would be interesting to be around and just witness maybe, um, I don't know, be incredible to witness a battle, but maybe even to just be in like the legislative rooms, you know, when the Declaration of Independence is being signed and talked about and discussed. That could be really interesting, I think, to kind of just take part in the development of of the nation a little bit. Well,
0: it would be because when I'm reading a book from President Grant there, it, they talked entirely differently. So it's fun to read that language that they, when they're speaking them differently than we do now. It's more of a proper English, I guess. But uh, it, it was fun listening to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, unfortunately, if you go back in time, you won't be able to listen to those books, though, Kevin. That was before audiobooks were around. But, uh, <laughs> that's
0: true. I like the modern amenities. Ma- like maybe you can something.
1: take some tech with you in the time machine, probably. Yes. That's allowable. All right, fun stuff. Uh, we're going to come back and wrap up the show with one of our listener questions, so stay tuned for our final segment coming up here on Simply Financial after a while all that financial noise seems to run together in 1930 the republican controlled house of representatives in an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone anyone the great depression passed the anyone anyone it's time for a fresh perspective keep listening to simply financial with kevin ray It's time to wrap things up on Simply Financial. But before we do, one more question, and it comes from a listener. You can submit a question by emailing Kevin if you want to. Kevin at insightfolios.com, the place to go. Al says, I have a 401k from an old job that I'm obviously not contributing to anymore since I work somewhere else now. It had been doing well for a while, but dropped a lot in 2022. Should I go ahead and roll it over to an IRA and invest differently Maybe I should have rolled it over already.
0: Well, Al, that's a good question. Being that we're talking about the financial clause at which we started off, right, Walter? So this is one of the things that can get misplaced. So if you have an old 401k, the thing that I tell people about is maybe you have a good 401k, maybe you got a so-so 401k. But that 401k, the investments that are in there are the only investments that are available to you. Now, if you were to roll that over to an IRA, and even if you did this yourself, you've opened up a brokerage account someplace. Now you have this entire world of investments open up to you. Just not what allowable into your four hundred one k. So, L, my my suggestion would be at least look into rolling it out to an IRA. And investing it differently, maybe, maybe not, depends on how old you are. Do we need to start doing the planning process for retirement? Are you younger? Do we need to start looking at the growth process to get you to retirement? All those questions need to be answered before we can give you a really solid answer there. But you should definitely look into rolling it out to an IRA and just to see what's available out there outside of what you're currently having to your 401k. Walter, did that make sense?
1: I think it did. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's not so much the rollover as it is the investments in terms of the yes. timing, right? But right. but also don't let it just sit at the old employer forever because there's often more opportunities available to you in a rollover. So
0: the key the key you just said, Walter, is opportunity. There's many opportunities mm. Al that you're probably not even seeing because you're only available investments are what's inside that 401k and they may start shrinking over time because that's what happens to a lot of 401ks they start shrinking the investments so maybe some of your favorite ones go away by rolling it over out to an IRA you can invest differently and then you can invest in things that are probably more appropriate to you going to meet your needs as you're getting closer to retirement and as you're getting into retirement so at least look at that option
1: all right. Very good. Thank you for the question, Al. And if you have your questions lined up for Kevin, don't hesitate to ask them. Answering questions all the time in the office or over the phone, you can reach him at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folios, based in Pinconning, and also online at insightfolios.com. But the most direct way to get in touch is to call, and if you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. Kevin and Stacy will follow up with you to set up that time to visit. One more time, 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-PLAN kevin thanks for all the help on the show today this was a fun one and i know we'll have something fun on tap next week
0: as well We'll look forward to it walter
1: all right enjoy the rest of your weekend everybody and we'll talk to you next time on simply financial